Welcome to Horsepower to Hyperloops, Kettering University's official podcast, where we serve up a smorgasbord of fascinating people, groundbreaking ideas, and noteworthy advancements in fields as diverse as mobility, healthcare, engineering, and technology. Hi, everybody. This is Tim Troop Noonan, and I'm your host for Bulldog Diaries, the series in Horsepower to Hyperloops that presents vignettes from the 100-year history of GMI and Kettering University. Now, I'm not actually as big a fan of history as I am of just stories, mysteries, perhaps a little intrigue about what really happened, or maybe even who did it. The university has asked me to share some brief vignettes from the history of the school. So today, I'd like to tell you one of the stories behind the story. In this case, about one of the most influential, and at the same time, one of the most forgotten people in the history of GMI and Kettering University. In the second decade of the 20th century, the 19-teens, a woman named Bess Penoyer was a teacher at a school in Wisconsin. By all accounts, Penoyer, a tiny woman barely larger than her students, was a powerhouse. She was not only a dynamic teacher, but a crackerjack administrator. In an era when women rarely gained positions of leadership, women did not even have the right to vote at that point, she had risen to assistant principal. Unfortunately, Bess Penoyer's career was interrupted when her mother took ill, and Bess had to resign to care for her. When her mother passed away, Penoyer started looking for a new job, and in 1920, she found it as the principal of the County Normal School in Flint, Michigan. Bess Penoyer broke the educational glass ceiling by taking the top job at a school we know today as Mott Community College. Now in Flint, it was inevitable that Penoyer would run across a man by the name of Major Al Sobey, who had come to town a year earlier in 1919, after mustering out of the army after World War I. Sobey had come to Flint to take the job of executive director of another prominent school in the area, the School for Automotive Trades, which was owned by an organization called the Industrial Fellowship League, or IFL. The IFL had been formed by local executives to create educational and recreational opportunities for Flint's growing number of factory workers. And the School for Automotive Trades, of which Al Sobi was now head, was the IFL's educational arm. A friendship grew between the two school heads, Al Sobi and Bespinoyer, and they found they had much in common. Both were very religious, staunch members of their churches. As educational administrators, they were obviously able to talk shop whenever they got together. And they shared a unique progressive view of education. Both wanted their students to have full lives outside of school and encouraged church membership, participation in hobbies and other activities, and civic involvement. They were ahead of their time because they wanted their students to be, if not physically fit, at least physically active. In short, Major Al Sobi and Bess Penoyer wanted their students to be not only top students, but well-rounded people. Not surprisingly, the friendship blossomed into a romance. Years later, Al Sobi wrote in his memoirs that despite being very busy, he kept finding more and more time to spend with Miss Penoyer, mostly during Sunday dinners and on Sunday afternoons. He also said he would accidentally drive by her house on weekday mornings and give her a ride to work. In August of 1923, Bess Penoyer and Major Sobey were married. 
Now, in that day and age, of course, married women rarely worked, and best so be resigned from the normal school. The normal school's loss, however, was the school of automotive trades gain, although by now the school had been rechristened the Flint Institute of Technology. Almost 100 years later, in December of 2017, while researching the history of the school, I had the great pleasure of interviewing Al and Beth Sobey's only child, Albert J. Sobey. We will call him Al J. because he was not, in fact, Al Jr. Albert J. Sobey was a 1945 graduate of GMI, an outstanding engineer in his own right, and the holder of numerous patents, mostly in jet engine design. He remained close to GMI and Kettering throughout his life and was a confidant to every president after his father, from Guy Cowing, who took over when Al's father retired in 1950, to today's president, Dr. Robert McMahon. In 2017, Albert J. was 92, a slight man like his mother with white hair and a soft voice, but a razor sharp mind and boundless energy. At the time that we interviewed, he was writing a book and starting a company based on an innovative engine technology. Through many hours of interviews at the Kettering Campus Center, interviews which provided so much insight into the history of the school and introduced us to Beth Sobey, his mother, Albert J. shared story after story with me from every era of GMI and Kettering, many of them stories that only he knew. Sadly, in December of 2019, two months after receiving the university's Distinguished Alumni Award, Albert J. Sobey passed away at the age of 94. Among the stories Al J. shared with me before he passed were many remembrances of his home life with his parents in the late 1920s and 30s, after the school had become the General Motors Institute. Many evenings, he said, he witnessed his parents sitting around the kitchen table, talking about the management of GMI, curriculum, finance, policies, all the myriad details which go into running a school. Now keep in mind that Beth Sobey was not only a woman of energy, intelligence, and common sense, but a professional administrator. She was therefore far more than a sounding board to her husband. She was an aide and advisor, even if the role was entirely unofficial. There was one area though, said Albert J., in which his father especially depended on his mother, and that was personnel, human relations. He said, I can recall many instances in which dad asked her, what do I do about so-and-so? Or how do I handle this person? In fact, as good an administrator as Beth Sobey was, she was even more accomplished at managing people. And over the next quarter of a century, she became not only an advisor to her husband, but to students, staff, faculty, and their wives. There were, of course, no female faculty in those days. Major Sobey was well known to be congenial and approachable. But if someone had a personal problem, more often than not, they would take it to Bess. If there was a family issue, it would be Bess sitting in the family living room, helping to sort out the problem in ways her husband was too busy or less well-equipped to handle. Today, of course, schools have resident psychologists, therapists, advisors, entire departments to support the private lives of those in the community. In the first half of the 20th century, GMI, had Beth Sobey. Even if history has forgotten, Major Al Sobey without a doubt never lost sight of his wife's contribution to the school, and which he recognized often by referring to Team Sobey, meaning he and Bess, 
as the primary management of the school. As Kettering University begins the school's second century, the name of Bess Penoyer Sobe is almost forgotten, except as Major Sobe's devoted wife. But as their son Al Jay pointed out, there was no one who was more instrumental in building and shaping GMI in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s than Bess Sobe. Albert Jay believed the school would have been vastly different and maybe not even have survived without his mother's contributions. She was not only the major's confidant, his chief aide and advisor, but quite literally his kitchen cabinet. She was the school psychologist, family therapist, student advisor, and the silent contributor to scores of critical policies and decisions officially attributed only to her husband. If Major Al Sobe was the visionary and the brains behind GMI, and there is absolutely no question about that, Bess Sobe was the school's silent brain trust, and perhaps more importantly, its heart and soul. Thanks for listening. I'm Tim Troop Noonan. Thanks and be safe. Join us again to hear Kettering University's podcast, Horsepower to Hyperloops, available from wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening.